It's been said that 2023 will be the year of the creator, and I'm here for that. But I want to help you right now set yourself up for the year of the creator by countering your creative funks that will inevitably come. You're listening to In It. This is for anyone who is in the trenches, in the process and pursuit of a life fully lived. And I want you to know that I'm with you. I'm your host, Lindsay Plebiak. Let's do this. So I've heard, you know, through the grapevine, through everyone chatting about how 2023 is like the year of the creator to take over the internet and to conquer and to crush and to basically find ways to scale and to build. And this is like our year. It's like our time. It's like ring, ring, we're here. (laughs) It's the creator season. And I'm so here for that. Like I really am. And I want to invite you if you are a creator of any type and Maybe you're a digital creator. Maybe you're a, you know, actual like art, you know, 2D creator, you know, whatever type of creator you find yourself with, you know, business creator, however you find yourself within the realm of creator, you know, I would invite you to lean in with this. Uh, For me personally, you know, I have always identified with that more than I've identified with most things. Even my business coach at one point said to me, Lindsay, do you resonate more with being an artist than you do a business owner? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> she was like, oh, okay, that's really interesting. And I'm like, is that, this, is that the reason? Is that the source for all my inner conflict? But it's true. I do. I identify very much with being an artist and a creator. And the thing that's really interesting that I don't really see talked about a lot online that I really want to offer a perspective on, I've tapped on this on some past episodes, but for this timely moment is what happens when you get into a creative funk and what to do to counter that. I think it's not really discussed enough. I know like my husband and I have talked about this before where like you find, you know, inspiration that comes and then you kind of struggle with, you know, keeping it or moments where you feel creative or how to stay in creativity and what do you do when it's not there what does it mean? How do you foster it? I actually did an episode with my buddy, Lindsay Aaron on how to cultivate creativity in hard places. Like when you're in like a place where you're not really feeling creative, what are some things that you can kind of do to like counter that? And I think that's really important and you can tune back and listen to that. But I want to talk about like the funk of creativity, like when you're kind of in that downward spot where you're feeling like, man, I just don't really have the motivation or I feel kind of lost or I don't really know what to create. And you're feeling kind of stuck when it comes to getting your ideas out into the world. And typically like what ends up coming up for me during that process and where I struggle and kind of what comes up for me. And then I'm going to talk about how I actively counter those things. And and this is definitely going to be different from the episode I did with Lindsay, which is cultivating creativity in hard places. This is more along the lines of when you find yourself in a funk, what's going on? And like typically what I've found for myself, what's happening and then what it means and what it doesn't mean. I think that this is really important to know. So I've found myself the last couple of weeks, particularly since the end of the month, 
I've been in a little bit of a creative funk, meaning I don't really feel super inspired by much. Um, I'm really sensing like a deep need to withdraw from my professions, from putting ideas out there. And I hate being in that place. And sometimes I get withdrawn from people. So sometimes like it ends up being like a social withdrawalness as well. And I get kind of like, oh, I just need to like go inward. And there's nothing wrong with that. But sometimes I feel like there's something wrong when that happens. And I wonder if you feel the same. And I think about how often as creators, we don't take a solid inventory of the amount of energy creatively that we are using during the course of a day to put out energy into the formats of the world today and how people are receiving information. We're consuming content all the time to be, you know, somebody, What I guess the word relevant comes to mind. You have to be thinking about how much content is being produced for so much content to be consumed. And when you're producing so much content, there's not a like inventory of the amount of energy that is expunged in order to create that type of content or to create, you know, art or anything that you're trying to do in in this format, especially if you're sharing what you're offering like on the internet. So even like artists today, you know, I'm noticing, you know, with artists a lot now, they're they're showing all of their work on social media. So not only are they creating the actual physical art of producing the work, but now there's this other layer, whereas before people could kind of just, you know, put, put their photos out, like put their, put their artwork out. And it was just, that was kind of it. Now there's this whole other layer of production in showing how you produced your art. (laughs) And I don't think we account for those things. I don't think we account for the amount of creativity and the amount of output that goes into generating content. And I think we wonder why we're all tired. (laughs) And it's like, but, but no, it's really important to take an inventory of creativity on ideas and executing good ideas. You know, I think a lot of people can be wheelhouse producing for the sake of getting information out, or they can be just cranking out reels for the sake of, Hey, I did a reel today, but the amount of, you know, if that's really going to be something that's going to like move the needle, you know, a lot of people are just putting something out just to check box. And like, that's cool, you know, but nece- but but putting out something doesn't necessarily mean it's going to move the needle. And when you're creating work that's going to have meaning, depth, trying to actually, you know, move your business in a direction, sometimes a little bit more forward thought has to go into it. Or if you're in the process of rebranding yourself or trying to grow a business, you know, a lot of that can be, you know, just kind of, throwing paint against the wall and hoping it sticks. But oftentimes, if we're really trying to advance ourselves personally, there's going to be this element of wanting to create and cultivate something with meaning. And I think that we can get super lost in the meaning and then we end up not actually executing enough like we're so worried about the meaning of something that we like don't produce enough work. I think I can get stuck there. But then on the flip side, we can just be like the checking boxes, like, okay, I'm just getting content out in the earth, but it's not like actually influencing and impacting. It's just like, I checked a box today. 
And I think depending on where you find yourself, we need the balance of both because if everything has to have deep meaning, that's going to feel heavy sometimes. And it's going to, we may not have the emotional stamina to be able to produce work like that all the time. Sometimes you just want to be able to throw up a reel to get your job done for the day. Or you're like, hey, I showed up today and this was me creating self-trust and that I can like execute a thought and get it out there, right? What I'm really talking about is the struggle in which you take some time and you actually formulate something that has deep meaning. And then what ends up happening on the other side of that is kind of this like creative, like drag, or maybe you like hit a goal. I think this applies to goals too, because I think it's still involving creative principles. So you take a goal that you hit and it kind of, you, you do this thing and then you push all this energy out, right? Cause, cause creating is energy coming out of you. Like that's really all it is. So like you take, you take energy and you, you, for, you push it out into a, into a direction that creates a result. Okay. And then you, you may be feeling that next month. Like I coach a lot of people and like, kind of like what ends up happening is like they'll hit a goal or they'll have this major milestone in their business, but they don't really feel super fulfilled after that. Or, and that's like a whole other concept with like, you know, chasing goals and whatnot. But I think what's really fascinating is underneath of the goal chasing, there's that energetic output that wasn't accounted for. And we kind of get confused by how our energy can be depleted based off of what has just been produced. That's kind of what I'm talking about today. It's more of a complex conversation, but I think it's really important if you find yourself in a building season, because if you're in a season of building, which I think a lot of us are either building or rebuilding businesses, brands, teams, you know, anything, you're, you're kind of in a building or a rebuilding time, which is what we're in right now. There's a level of creative ingenuity that's required in order to get the ball rolling with what you're wanting to make happen and for something to stick and for there to have, you know, meaning and 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 purpose and influence and impact. Like there there needs to be a little bit of creative cultivation. And when you're in a building time, those things have to kind of work together. And I know that, that feels really complex, but it's true. It's kind of like if you want to if you're in the process of creating something and you want to create buy-in with people, you've got to be able to connect to them in a pain point, in a place of needing to meet an idea or a problem to solve or a vision to create aspiration to reach towards, you know? That's kind of like what I'm throwing down here today. And what I've found is for me, I have been in a little bit of a creative lull and I've been struggling with that process. And I wanted to share today a little bit of what goes on for me when that happens and also kind of how I get myself out of it and things I tell myself to help me when I'm feeling that way. Because I really think regardless of what you find yourself in, whether you resonate with the work I do or you do a different type of work, I think these things can apply. So what I've noticed is when I tend to get in a creative funk, what happens to me personally is I have this tendency to kind of tunnel vision on things and it can feel like this is the way it is now. Like, this is my reality. Like, I'm never going to have another idea again. <laughs> and I hate that. I hate when I get to those places of recognize or like where this, this cycle kind of happens for me where, you know, I'll, I'll push out a lot of ideas and then this is usually the inevitable like next step or the, or the following process is that these ideas come out, this good work comes out, but then on the other side, you know, I kind of go into this like slump of like, oh my goodness, like I can't think of one 
I, I can't think of one creative thing. I have no inspiration. I just don't care. It's a little bit of like apathy. And it scares me because when I get there, it very much feels like for me, like this is just the way it is now. And I don't, and I hate it because the thought of not being able to reach in for new ideas scares me. And I'm somebody that constantly has like ideas flowing, like within, you know, certain seasons of my life. And I really strive to cultivate space for me to create new ideas and for me to create stuff that is inspiring for myself and for others. And so when I feel like I can't tap into that, there's something that just feels like there's a part of me missing. And I don't know if you resonate with this. Maybe you don't, but I think that creators deep down do. I think they do resonate with it. There's there's something called significance. I don't know if you ever heard of it, but significance is something that I've found that a lot of people that are, you know, people that are kind of moving the needle in the world, they tend to have this trait. It's like a form of purpose, but basically it's like you want to be doing something that has a significance. You want to have some you want to you want to be putting your time, energy, efforts into something that's going to matter and make an impact. You care. This is actually on my strength finders if you've ever taken the Gallup strength finders test. I'm such an advocate for taking this especially if you're leading any type of creative team or any type of team in general if you're if you're leading, like if you have any teammates under you, it's so important for you to take the Gallup Strength Finders. I will link this in my podcast show so you guys can take it. I highly recommend taking the one that gives you your top, I think it's 33 strengths. It's a little bit more of an investment, but it's also a business write-off for you. And what I would say is it really helps you get a fuller picture of where you find yourself in your strengths. And I know for me, when I took this, I gave myself, because I think you can take one test that's like, it shows you your top five and that's cool. But when you can actually do the bigger one, you can really get a fuller picture of how you're wired. It says that you want to be always improving your top 10 strengths. You kind of let go the ones that are underneath your 15. Like you want to be spending more energy instead of trying to make something that's like a 20, a 15. You want to be bringing up a strength that's like an 11 to like a nine. You know what I'm saying? Or bringing your nine to like a four. You want to be like really building on your top strengths. And for me specifically, my number fourth top strength is significance. And for me, it's like, this has to have meaning. I don't want to be wasting my time with something that doesn't have meaning. Why do I want to put my energy and my time into something that doesn't mean anything? Like, I, I don't want to, like, frankly. But what I've found is the downside of that is, okay, cool. If I'm going to be somebody that's going to be putting meaning into the world and I'm going to be like, not just like hanging out here, just being like, yeah, like whatever. I don't care about like, like you know, just uh, no depth or, or just very surface, you know, conversations or surface energy out into the earth. Okay, cool. I'm not choosing that path. I'm choosing a path of significance, of meaning, of pursuing something deeper, then I have to account for the energetic output of what a life looks like to be to be seeking meaning and something deeper. And I think I have grossly underestimated the significance of the energy required to do something like this. I think I've grossly underestimated it. I think I've only just now been able to put words to this experience and process of what happens of when I get into these like creative funks. And what it can feel like is there's just nothing to tap into. It feels like a part of myself is missing. It feels like there's this, you know, this like box over here that I'm trying to reach into. Like I've got all these little boxes and I can't reach into that box. Like for some reason, like I go to put my hand in there and I can't grab anything and it's, and I hate it. And it's like the worst feeling ever. It, and often what I've felt in those moments is just feeling like, what's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? I think if you're asking yourself the question ever, what am I doing wrong or what's wrong with me? I would really be curious if you have significance to you <laughs> because 
I feel like when you are in pursuit of something deeper or meaningful, you're really trying to reach into an area where you are producing something that matters. And then it feels like, man, like what's missing or why can't I access this thing? What, where did it go? What, what happened? What, why do I, why can't I do it this month? Or why can't I, you know, I've done it before. I can't do it again. Or that was my, you know, if you tell yourself like, oh, that was my best, you know, that was my best reel or my best, you know, photo that I've taken or my best shoot. It's never going to get better than that. Or, you know, I think that what what I'm trying to say is, and I think we can do this, like I think of like photographers and I think of, you know, other artists that like feel like they can't outperform like maybe their best shoot. Like maybe that was the best that they've ever got. Or there's a story that pops up where you're like, can I do that again? Like, can I really go out there and crush this again? Or like, oh, like that was the one good time. Like, what if I can't bring it back? Or what if I can't foster that energy again? And I would really argue if maybe you're you're really trying to tap into something significant. And I think that that matters. And what I have found so often is when I find myself in these creative funks where I feel like I can't access my creativity, my body is basically just demanding that I disengage from the creative process, but I don't really give myself that. And so what ends up happening is I'm kind of just like, for and I, and I have some tips that I want to offer on this as well, because I think there's really good exercises that you can do to help yourself through this. But I really feel like, again, taking an account taking in account the energetic output that is required to create. We are grossly underestimating it. We are not robots. We are not machines. The greatest masters that live before us, they spent years on paintings, on art, on on putting something out that, that mattered. They spent so much time doing those things. I think of like Michelangelo, okay? He painted the Sistine Chapel. Do you want to know something? It took that bro five years to create that art. Five years to put something like that out into the world, something that was so meaningful, so significant, so powerful. Five years. You know, some of us don't even want to commit five minutes to producing something. Do you know what I'm saying? Or we get frustrated when we feel like we've spent such a limited amount of time on something and we're feeling frustrated because we can't you know, have like a longer lasting, you know, result of that energy. Now, again, that's all that probably Michelangelo had to do in his life was spend time, you know, working on his painting. That was his craft. That was his master. He wasn't like literally, you know, doing social media, you know, he wasn't trying to, you know, also create content about how he was painting the Sistine Chapel. Like he didn't have to like show or, or his next project. Like he was so focused on like the task at hand, but just to think that one guy, spent five years of his life working on one project. You know what I'm saying? Like that was so powerful, but even this applies to businesses in general, like how long it takes for, you know, for certain things to be able to be stewarded and to be gone over and other business ideas and Apple and Amazon, like how long these things actually take to be created and could be created well. And all the creative energy that goes into that time I think that we're grossly underestimating the energetic output that it requires to create really good ideas. And for me, what I find is when I am tapped out creatively, if I continue to stay in the place of, oh my gosh, what's wrong with me? What ends up happening is I just continue to stay in that space and I'm not actively working. I'm getting myself out of it. 
And I think like what was so funny to me was when I was going to do this podcast today, I, I wanted to talk about the creative funk, but I was feeling a lot of shame about talking about it because I was like, oh my God, I don't want to admit that I'm in a creative funk. <laughs> like that was a huge thing that was going on for me. I was like, oh shit. Like if I actually talk about this, then I have to admit that I'm in a creative funk and I don't want to admit that. Like there was like so much resistance going on, but actually me admitting it gave open my eyes to be able to offer some insights and some tools for anybody else that might be in this process. But until I could do that and be honest about it, you know, I felt really stuck, you know? So anyway, here's what I want to talk about with the creative cycle. And this is something that I just really, really, really want to help anybody with that might be kind of finding themselves there or is kind of struggling to get out of what feels like a creative funk, or, Hey, maybe you are dominating right now and you are crushing the creative space. My challenge is there's probably going to come a point where you might feel this way. And if it's true, then I would love for you to be able to refer to this so that you can listen to it and that you can help yourself when that comes. Okay. So here's what I know about this cycle. The first things first is that it is always inevitable after good ideas are pushed out. So basically when you take a minute and you actually put good ideas, good energy, and a lot of creative output out into the earth, it's usually almost inevitable that this cycle follows. I have, again, when you're, when you're trying to produce something with meaning, I think it's pretty common is what I'm trying to say. You know, I think about Adele, you know, I look to Adele a lot for inspiration. Obviously she does something very different than me, but I really respect her creative process and I'm very intrigued by her creative process. So something that Adele does that's so intriguing, and obviously we're not Adele and we're, we're not all singers, but I think we can learn and pay attention to like something that she's doing that can, can help us understand our own process better. You know, she takes these five years and she takes space between projects. She puts out this incredible you know, piece of art. And then she withdraws herself and she like disengages from, from society. She walks back. She takes a lot of time because what just happened is she just took something with so much meaning. And she's talked about this where she takes something that has so much meaning. She puts it out into the earth and she's okay for it to sit there for a minute while she recollects herself, while she reengages, while she brings her energy back. And she is able to go foster space for another five years of building that next incredible project that leaves us all speechless every time we hear it. There's something to that. She's also talked about how when she is withdrawn and she pulls back, there's always like a lot of sadness that's there. There's some grief. There's like processing the whole thing. Like she's shared very much how like in between her album cycles, there's usually something really hard that's happened for her. And she takes that space and she like processes like the creativity around the album and whatnot. And I just think it's so important for us to recognize that typically even after masterpieces can be introduced, that there's kind of this like emotional drop off from that work. And it's something that we should be super mindful of. So again, like, yeah, we're not all cranking out Grammy winning albums every day, but we're creating our own great work. Okay. That's what we are doing. We're creating our own great work. But I think what ends up happening is we're just, like I said, grossly underestimating the toll that that can take and how there really is a time that's needed. Even, but even you, even if you're showing up, like even if you're showing up and you're still producing and you're still doing really good things, Meaning to meaning, you know, meaning to meaning project, something that's going out that matters to you. And then recognizing that like probably meaning to meaning can't be every day. You know what I mean? Does it make sense? Like, I really hope it does. Like, for instance, like I put my podcast out in July a year ago. Okay. That was such a force coming out of me. Right. 
like there was a lot of meaning that went into that. You know, maybe before then, six months prior to that, like I created my grit culture brand. You know, there's been a lot of meaning and, and ideas that have gone into that. These are about like six months, eight months apart from each other. You know, when you're creating meaning to meaning or brand to brand or really strong body of work to your next body of work or goal to goal, we have to really take in the creative process and the energy output and recognize that this is very common after one big push of really good work, of really deep meaning. That it's okay that there's this kind of downward energy cycle because this is the way that we're supposed to like operate. And it can't be high highs all the time. It can't be this high climb all the time. And in that downward kind of trend from the big idea, there's rest, there's recovery. There is a time of like incubation and a time of like restoring your yourself and quiet and thought, which leads me to my next point is that the dip, the dip down, I feel is essential for your next amazing creative idea to emerge. So like you cannot, I firmly believe that you cannot just go, yes, I believe one good idea can lead to another idea, but also to a lot of really bad ideas lead you to your good, to a good idea. And what I've found is that when I'm kind of in the dip Typically, I have like a lot of really crappy ideas or thoughts that tend to come up for me in those places. Like I'll be thinking not the best thoughts or I'll have like, I'll be throwing an idea around, but I'm like, oh my God, that's so stupid. But like, then it ends up leading me to that next great idea that I want to run with, you know? And so keep in mind that, you know, on that other side of like your energetic output, recognize that kind of a rest and reigniting yourself and through giving yourself a moment to pause, that's typically how our next great energy burst can come and how we can really produce great work long-term. And I just think it's so important to understand that it's essential for creativity and for new good ideas to emerge. You don't want to just be constantly like flushing out bad ideas and concepts just because like they're easy to grab from, you know, or because you feel like you have to, like you have to constantly be putting out ideas. It's like in the time that you're re-engaging with yourself, the time that you're restoring yourself, you know, you can be in that place of just checking boxes and that that's okay. And I think that I didn't give myself that permission that like, oh, I, I think I was putting on this pressure on myself. Like, I'm like, oh my God, well, I just, I did this. I did this. Like, what's the next big thing? And it's like, you know, Lindsay, like just check some boxes for a minute. It's also looking back and recognizing that you have been able to do good work. Ugh. I don't know why that's so hard for us. I don't know. I don't know why it's so hard for creators to acknowledge their good work. I just feel like it's like the artist curse. <laughs> I hate it about myself, but it's like impossible for me to acknowledge good work up until recently where I've been able to, you know, recognize this about myself and recognizing that if I don't acknowledge my good work, it really, really, really makes the creative funk time, the dip time feel all the more painful because it, 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 because in those moments, it feels like I can't grab the new ideas and the fresh inspiration, but when I could refer back to the things that I've created and the times that I've been in those dips before, I can tell myself I've been here before and I've gotten out of it every single time. I've transitioned through it every single time. And there's always been something better and a more compounding idea that's come from that process. So I can trust myself through experience that if I allow this time of regeneration to take place, that a really good creative idea will come because I have the evidence to show me that if I lean into this, that, that, that this will be the pattern I repeat. But I think in those moments, if we're not careful, we're just like, what's wrong with us? Oh my God, I suck. Blah, 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 blah. The stories comparing, we're comparing now. And it's like, oh great. Now we're never going to get anything done. <laughs> Recognize in those moments 
when there is a creative dip for you, that it's okay to check boxes because that's you sustaining yourself as you're recovering and regenerating. Okay. And the last thing I want to say, or actually there's two more things. It is so important for you to be gentle with yourself in a creative dip. It is so important for you to be gentle with yourself. I've been really hard on myself this week. And for what? Just for what? Like what, what good did that do me? You know, I was so hard on myself. I was hard on myself on admitting that I was in a creative funk. And then I was just like, oh my God, Lindsay, like here you go again. Like you're doing it all over again. And here I am. The only reason I was able to talk and communicate this today and to be able to share this with you, hopefully it would be helpful, is because I was gentle with myself. And I recognized, oh my gosh, this is okay. This is normal. This is part of my process. This is a good thing because I'm learning and I'm actually able for the first time to put words to a process that for me feels so hard to verbalize. And I was like, damn, like that's, that's, that's huge. So like actually being kind to yourself, actually being gentle with yourself. Like when I'm in these creative funks, like for me, I'm like, I need to rest. I need to self-care. Like, am I sleeping enough? Did I have like enough breakfast? Like, do I need to limit some screen time? Like, do I need to just get into social media, get my work done and get out so that I can like reconnect with the earth and like things that inspire me? And you know, how am I called that? This is where I think that the episode that I did with Lens could come into place. Like, okay, now that I'm caring for me, now that I'm trying to actually like work on, you know, healing and giving myself the rest that my body needs, because I just did this massive creative output. How can I be cultivating creativity, even in a place where I don't feel creative? That's where, so after I check these boxes, affirm myself, give myself the grace of, okay, this is just what it is. I accept this. I lean into rest. I lean into, you know, limited screen time. I lean into compare, I lean away from comparison. I, I lean into inspiration. So like comparison and inspiration are two very different things. Okay. Comparison makes you feel like shit. Inspiration makes you feel like you want to get out there and go crush. So like be very mindful when you're listening or you're taking in information, like inspiration should be fostering ideas. It should be compelling you. It should, it should feel good. You should feel excited seeing it. You should feel motivated seeing it. You should feel so um, alive when you, when you look at work with inspiration eyes and not comparison eyes. Comparison eyes are always going to make you feel less. Comparison eyes are always going to make you feel what you're doing currently sucks. Comparison eyes are always going to make you want to hide, withdraw, knock it up and try. Be very clear on who you're following for inspiration versus comparison, (laughs) because we might be thinking, oh, I'm so inspired by so-and-so. I want to follow her because I'm just like so inspired by her. And I'm like, are you, are you actually inspired by her? Because if you're inspired by her, you should be so compelled, not so like, oh my God, like I suck and I'm never going to be as good and blah, 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 blah. So just like be really careful with that energy. Okay. Like I think about like when I want to look into inspiration, I want to look to like vision boards. I want to look to like imagery that really inspires me. I want to like get lost on Pinterest for the day and just like think about like how I want to visually articulate my life. Another thing that I would highly recommend you doing is in the moments that you feel the least creative, bro, get out there and create. In the moments where you're feeling the least creative, put yourself in an environment where you can try to tap in to elements of creativity. This is what I talked about on my last episode with Lens, but I did it this weekend. Oh my gosh, I did it this weekend and it really helped me. So like perfect, like this is the perfect scenario. So I felt like crap. I was beating myself up. I was like, I'm in the creative funk. This is like before I acknowledged it. I was just like, what is wrong with me? Like, uh, I can't get it together. Like, oh my God, like I have no ideas. I don't want to be online. Like fuck social. Like I was thinking everything, like all, every bad thought, it was in my head. And I was literally thinking all the things. And I thought to myself, okay, okay, okay. I got to, I know what I need to do. I know what I need to do. I need to go try. I need to go try to put myself in an environment 
that can foster some creativity. So I booked my shoot with a photographer and I got to the shoot and I only brought like a couple outfits, like maybe two or three. I was like, I need to keep this simple. I don't want to overwhelm myself. And we went to a place that had this like super sick psych wall, which is just like the wall that's like the slope. And it was such a cool studio and I booked it. And, you know, you think like when you're going to go to a studio to take content of yourself and you're paying money to book a studio and you're booking the photographer, like you want to feel really good about yourself. You want to feel like, oh yeah, I'm going to like get some branding shots done. I'm going to crush this. No, no, no. The day that I went to do this, I was like, hey, I got to be really honest with you right now. I was like, I feel dead inside. (laughs) I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing. And I was like, and I don't have any ideas. (laughs) That's what I told her. I said, I feel very uninspired right now. Um, I feel like super self-conscious and I don't really feel like being here, but I know that I need to be here because this is going to help me work myself into creativity. And she was like, dude, let's go. So find yourself a photographer that just like gets it and they can like help you pull inspiration and magic out of you. Okay. So I do the shoot and, and, and at one point, God love her. She literally looks at me and she's like, okay, let's um, bring some life to the face. Like, like guys, that's how, that's how dead I was. Like I was literally like, I have no inspo. I have no energy right now but I force myself to do it because I know how it helps me. But she even said like, let's bring some life to your eyes or like try to try to bring some energy to this, like bring some energy to the face, you know, because I was really struggling. And, you know, when I'm in a good creative space, I don't, that's not something that she's going to say to me, but I was in a bad creative space. And you know what? I leave the shoot and I'm like, damn, if we got one shot from that, that I felt good about, that would be such a win. She literally sends me previews today of the shoot today. So this is now four days later. And the whole weekend I was just like, yeah, I have no idea. And I didn't leave feeling epic and like a boss babe. I actually left feeling kind of like, man, I'm like, was that a waste of time? Was that a waste of money? Like, that's like how I left. I got back the shots, just a couple previews from, from that time. And I looked at myself and I was like, oh my God, she showed me these images of me. And I, and I felt something and I was like, oh, there it is. That's inspiring. I feel inspired seeing that. And suddenly I could like, again, that little spark was like coming in and creeping in. And I was like, oh man, like, okay. You know, I didn't wait to just feel more creative. I literally had to force myself into a space of creativity where I did not feel creative because it was a tool that I have in my tool belt to help me when I'm feeling like, damn, I just like, don't know what to say right now. I don't know what to do right now. You know, I put myself in these situations to help foster that. So today on Monday, when I got these shots back, I was like, wow, Whoa. I didn't see a person that felt insecure with no ideas. (laughs) I literally saw, I saw a glimmer of that next inspiration that I don't know what's coming yet, but I was able to suddenly, suddenly there was more things in the box that I didn't have before. Suddenly I went to reach in the box and I'm like, oh man, there's, there might be something there. I, I, I can feel just a little tip of it, but I feel something, you know? Okay. So make, be gentle with yourself in these moments, but also keep yourself in some type of environment where you are still cultivating inspiration, even if you don't feel it. It's so important. So again, we're being super gentle with ourselves. We're resting. We're disengaging where we need to disengage. Like, again, I know a lot of us show up online for social media. It's like, get in, do your job and get out. Like, you know, if you need that break for a second while you're giving yourself a minute to, you know, don't scroll all day. If you're struggling with your own creativity, don't, don't do that. Like separate yourself from it, put a boundary there, get in, do your work and then get out of there and allow yourself to recognize that this is all essential for your next great, you know, creative idea. Okay. Be gentle with yourself because if you can be gentle with yourself in the process, you're going to feel better in the long run. And the last thing that I want to offer is just a perspective for all creators is that, you know, this, it always ends. 
the cycle of no inspiration it, where you feel like the panic, like, oh my God, will I ever have another idea? <laughs> will I ever be able to foster something? Will I ever be able to, you know, create something great? It all, that, those fears always remiss and you always are able to reaccess inspiration. You're always able to come up with that next thought. It comes back. It, it represents itself when you're rested, cared for. You've been seeking out inspiration and really more than anything, timing is so important too. You know, some of you guys might be pouring into great ideas and the timing is just like not quite there yet. It's okay. It doesn't mean it's not going to happen. Just keep stewarding what you have and cultivating what you've got, knowing that it's coming. But the cycle of this always ends for me. And even though it feels like it's never going to, I have to tell myself this, that it does because it helps me remember when I get stuck, when I get lost, when I get frustrated, it helps me remember, hey, there's an ending to this. This isn't forever. And so the last thing I wanted to leave you with uh, for this episode, which is so crazy, but it's in it. It's in it, right? Like it fits. Like it's like, I was just like, is this even going to like impact? Is this going to even like reach anybody? But I think it's so, it's so timely and so necessary, especially in a year that's been deemed the year for the creator. It's like, cool. If this is the creator year, then let's set ourselves up to be prepared with what it really takes to be a creator. Okay. Let's not walk into this whimsy, like, idea of what like idealistic things of what create the creative process looks like. Let's not, let's not like romanticize creativity. Let's actually get real with the fact that creativity is romantic and it's bloody. <laughs> it's both. It literally is this struggle of art production and putting out an energy and it's good and then it's bad and then it's hard and then it's awesome and it's epic and the ideas flow and then they dry up. Like, let's be really real about the creative process. If this is the year of the creator, I want to help you be so real with the creative process and to embrace it and to recognize that through these dips, through these patterns or or processes that you may have or the struggles that you have in working towards that next thing or that goal that you want to have happen. Don't deny yourself this moment if you find yourself in the funk because the funk is teaching you so much about your next ideas. <laughs> the funk is so essential in order for you to know that the funk doesn't last. The funk isn't the reality. The funk is just the, the culmination of producing good ideas and putting really great creative energy out into the earth. It's just part of it. So don't fight it. Man, I've been fighting it too long. I feel like I fought it up until today. <laughs> I feel like I finally have been able to put words to something that I have just not been able to put words to in so long. This is the last thing I want to leave you with. You are not defined by your output. You are not defined by your ability to output in this world. You are defined by your ability to regenerate. What a gift. It's like, man, if you're a creator and you're a burned out creator, or you're a tired creator, or you're like, oh my God, you are not defined by what you have put out into the earth. Define yourself. And if you have been, if you've been defining yourself by your work, man, I think you're missing a huge component of what it really means to be a creative and to be a creator. Creating, it's the ability to regenerate. Creating is the ability to go inward and then to come back out to draw in and then to produce great work again. Don't define yourself by the work that's the output. Define yourself by your ability to go in to regenerate great art. If you can do that, this will be your creator year. If you can be okay with going in to go back out, if you can check some boxes for a little minute, if you can give yourself some rest, if you can learn to be kind to yourself this year, if you can be gentle with yourself this year as you're navigating what you're trying to create, if you can start telling yourself a better story of, you know what, 
I'm not the sum of the output, but I'm actually the sum of my input. Whew. Maybe this really is your creator year. I'm really hoping that it's mine. You're not defined by your output. You're defined by your ability to regenerate. Don't fight it. Embrace it. <laughs>